Welcome to this week's episode of Bagger and Viv Fancy a Brew. I'm the Vivian. And I'm Bagger Trips. <laughs> the podcast where we talk about anything and everything from drag, pop culture, to basically talk and some shite. This week's episode, we are talking online drag shows, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12 and Birthdays in Lockdown. So, Miss Bagger Chips, talking about lockdown, how are you feeling this week? We are in week four of quarantine. How are you doing? Oh, I'm coping, my darling. I'm just having a, the odd glass of champagne, just watching absolute rubbish on the telly. But yes, I'm all stocked up with me booze. I've got me ciggies and... Um... Yes, I'm quite, I'm quite lucky. I've got a nice little house and just self-isolating and just itching to get out and get back on stage. What about you? Um, don't you be pretending that you needed a lockdown to stock up on booze and ciggies. You're like the <laughs> Bet Lynch. You're like the Bet Lynch of drag. No, um, I'm doing good, girl. I'm like you, stuck in isolation. But, you know, I've always been saying for the past, like, two years, oh, I need to get back into writing, need to get back into online content, need to get into YouTube videos, makeup tutorials. And this is just the perfect time to kind of... Get yourself locked down. I bought loads of new equipment so I can put some really high-quality content out there. Started my YouTube channel up, so that's all good. Getting the, getting the views on YouTube or summers. Very, very good. There's a silver lining to all of this bullshit that we're going through. It is that we can all spend more time with our family and loved ones. But the, I think the sad thing is, you know, I, I look at my mum and she's on her own and she's kind of, not that she's got not got no one, but she hasn't got anyone to share this time with. And, and I, I, I really think about people who are on their own at the minute so if you're listening on your on your own we're thinking about you yeah and if you're on your own just send us a message and we'll have a good old gossip with you won't we Viv? send us a cameo if you want we're on cameo aren't we love oh yes i've been kicked off in about 100 times but yeah <laughs> i've been really keeping on top of mine this week i've been quite good even though most of them have been, have been getting done as trump because i've been in trump drag more than anything else <laughs> oh no well there's no excuse not to do them but still i'm just like oh i can't be putting the frock on today because it's true uh, with the lockdown i have up, up days and down days so one day i could be like my creative juices are flowing through my body and i want to do something creative and then the other day i could be like oh this is a load of bloody shit this is i can't believe this is happening and i just want to stay in bed same girl honestly some days just like you've just said some days i wake up and i feel like right i'm gonna do a makeup tutorial and then i look at that mirror and look at the razor and look at the bath and think oh no do you know what i'm just gonna sit in here and filth yeah it's true like some days like you said i'm doing videos and stuff and then some days i'm just eating a 24 bag of crisps watching crap (laughs) (laughs) one thing that has been um getting you know i've been looking at online is online drag shows so my love have you been doing any online drag shows i have done a few yes i've done a few with um stage it um cheryl's done one and blue eyed ranger and a few more have done them And, yeah, they're really good. Like, um, people buy a ticket. I think it's, like, $10. And everyone's done them, like, um... I think it was actually... I saw Drag Queens were the first kind of ones to do an online show. But I've seen it branch out, you know, from, like, singers... Um, impressionists or yeah. you know, guitarists. I've seen so many different types of these um, online shows. Do you think that these will last after after lockdown? Because I think it's a great way, especially for drag, for people who, you know, we've got such young fans. Some of our fans are like eight, nine years old. So depending on how um, parent-friendly the show is, I think it's a great way for, for our younger fans to be able to watch us from home as well. 
Yeah, it's good for the younger fans. I totally agree. But also, I think when this lockdown is over, I don't think people are going to be want to be on their phones and laptops. I think they're going to be like, get me out this bloody house. I've had my phone in my hand for three months. I want to get out this house. I want to get to the bar. I want to get to the club. And I want to watch the live drags do their things whilst getting absolutely hammered. So. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, there's no drag show like a live drag show. And like you've just said... Every morning, you know, you look. I look at my phone, and it's great for ten minutes. And then you find just I found myself picking it up, pressing refresh, and then just putting it back down, and then doing that every three minutes. And I, I just want to throw my phone at the wall, but yeah, um, you know, like you said, all of this will be over soon. So, what would be your ideal weekly online show if Facebook came to bagger and said we want to give you this big show? What would your ideal thing be? Would it be cooking? Would it be masturbating? What would it be? Well, I'd just love to be in, like, I'd love to be in a fish and chip shop and just literally eat chips. And you know me, I love my food. I absolutely love it. <laughs> so scoffing my face, drinking loads of booze. But, yeah, I'd be singing me old songs, like, like as yourself, Vivian, where we're both fans of, like, Scylla and Dusty and all that. <laughs> so basically just stick a webcam on Bagger on the tour bus. And then you'll yeah. see exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> when I do my show, I, personally, I like to just, for me and the audience, I'm, I just like them to feel like, oh, it's just me and Bagger having a piss up, basically, having a good time, having a laugh. So, um, yeah, it's just, I'm I'm just, um, just want to make people happy and just be myself. Because I always say I'm not really a drag act. I'm basically me in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> Another great thing about these um, online drag shows is I don't know how you got your first kind of big break in drag. But for me, it was kind of, I think it was the age old story of getting yourself in drag, going out like five, six nights a week, making got you get you know, making sure your face was getting seen around the scene. Yeah. And you know how hard it is to actually get the attention of a promoter or a mm. or, or a club owner. So I think this is a great way to kind of showcase new talent, younger queens who maybe wouldn't have the opportunity to get a gig in a nightclub. You've just knocked the nail on the head, basically. If you if you want to be a, well, you, anybody can be a drag queen, but if you want to be like a drag queen and work on the scene and work at your local bars, just be seen. Always go out, go to the bar every time in full drag and then they just know who I was. They'd be like, oh, here she is again. That's her, that's her. They, they recognise you and they're like, oh, she's obviously a drag queen. She's always here in drag. Oh, do you want to do it? Even if it's a bit of door whoring at first. Yeah, but- I was. I was a door whore for, I think it was 30 quid or 20 quid in a blue wicked. Because I, when I moved to Liverpool, I was 16 and um, I, I saw these drag queens, these creatures of the night in Liverpool and was just like, oh my God, what are these people? That's what I want to do. They get, they're having a great night. They're getting paid for it. And you kind of don't realise that it doesn't, always, it doesn't happen that quickly. You don't always start on the big money. You don't start with the best gigs. Like you said, I started selling shots, door whoring, then I moved on to DJ and then performing. And then here we are now. What was your first paid gig? Um, I used to be a door whore at, um, at nightclub. It shut down now in Birmingham called DV8. And... Um, yeah, me and my friend Raven would just um, stand on the door for like a couple of hours at first, and then after that, we'd um, we'd just walk around the club, just welcoming people. We basically got paid to party. We were just dressed differently. We we were doing exactly the same as everyone else, but just dressed flamboyant. Do you think you had more fun? Uh, I know because RuPaul always said when he started. I think what was the quote? When you start getting paid for it, 
when it becomes a job, it you know, the fun comes out of it. And I think that is true to an extent. Yeah. You know, we've got so much pressure on our shoulders, especially after doing drag race, that you know, you can't be getting smashed at work, you can't be getting hammered before you go on stage. You know, it becomes a profession. I don't think the fun's ever gone out of it for me. It definitely became more of a career and a job rather than a bit of fun. But um, I think that the fun's completely still in it for me. I absolutely, I still love what I do. Yeah, it's true. Like like I said, um, the fun's still there. But like you said, you've just got to have this certain professionalism about it because we're quite lucky in our job. We can have a drink because they love it. They look if we've had a few bevies. <laughs> but it's true. Most managers say, "Oh, she's had a drink. Oh, she's going to be a lively one tonight." As long as you're not shit faced. Imagine if you were a teacher or a nurse. They can't have a gin and tonic before the do open art surgery, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I've gone on stage with 10 points in me, but it just don't... I, I would never go on stage bladdered, you know what I mean? Like, I can't speak or anything. I'm, I'm just a bit more lively, if that makes sense. No, I completely agree. And I think, you know, anyone who goes on stage, you know, there's always that Dutch courage thing where I, I, I always like, you know, a couple of shots before I go on. And don't get me wrong, there are the nights when I've come off stage smashed. <laughs> and I think, I think oh, if, yeah. if you're a drag queen and you haven't come off stage smashed one night, there's something wrong. Yeah, Even yeah. if people say, oh, I'm, I'm professional, I don't drink at work. It comes hand in hand with drag. Yeah, it's true. Get drunk on stage because you're getting drunk with the, with the audience. And, and then So basically what we're telling you all listening is if you want to become a drag queen, you need to become yeah. an alcoholic first. <laughs> Some people say they don't drink on stage and they don't drink before the show uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, I don't go on stage half cut. <laughs> but it's true. Like, we were doing a tour, weren't we, for example? We did um, the Drag Race UK season one. Oh, yeah, tour. we had a ball, didn't we? And we, me and you shared a dressing room. We always share a dressing room, really, when we do a show. Yeah. And, yeah, we were, we, before the show, we'd go down Tesco and get some cans in, wouldn't we? And, <laughs> get some tinnies. Yeah, well, and we don't get drunk before the show because we've got to put our face on and we'd end up looking like... Um, knackered tarmac you know what I mean but you know I find as well I it's when I'm doing a meet and greet you know you can be meeting up to 100 people who you've never met before and I think it, it breaks the ice for me if I, yeah. if, I've had, if I've had a bevy and, and somebody approaches me I'm, I'm so much more oh my god hi love nice to meet you blah 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 because doing that 100 times in a row is taxing on the soul I don't yeah. care what anyone says <laughs> it's hard work it, it gives you a bit of energy doesn't it it's like having, taking a red bull but um and when we did the tour, we'd be doing it what every day. So we'd get, we'd have a few drinks after, and then I'd be a bit hungover. So I'd be like, right, I've got to have a drink because I'm, I'm in there with a bloody dog to get. Her, you need a hair of the dog. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know about you as well. But I'm, yeah, although you know, the Vivian is this big persona on stage. I'm, I think I'm so shy off stage, and as and as James. Oh yeah, I go bright red. I read, I go bright red when people do. We were in Lush, weren't we, in Liverpool? <laughs> Oh, yeah, and it turned into a meeting great. <laughs> yeah, but it is lovely. They do, can I get a picture? They even played the bloody Frock Destroyers when I went in last time. And, <laughs> and it is so lovely. They're like, oh, I can't believe you're in, I can't believe you're in our shop. My best friend's going to be so jealous. We're lucky. And yeah, we have, yeah got, definitely. We, have, we have got a certain amount of fame and stuff. But yeah, I could, like I've always said this, I could win the Euro millions and have my own show on BBC One. I'd still be common as muck and talk to any fucker. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, that's the thing. I think you forget. Well, you know, when you audition for Drag Race, you know you're going to get this kind of drag fame. But I think I always, I forgot completely that you were going to also get this fame when you're out of drag as well. 
Um, and I think the first few weeks of the show, Aaron, you know, when I was walking through Liverpool, I walking through Manchester or in an airport. And I think the weirdest one, we were in LA not long ago and we were in the queue um, for the Tower of Terror. And having the staff of Disney or Universal Studios in a completely different side of the world coming up to you, knowing who you were out of drag, that was just mind blowing. So I think it's it's nice. It's humbling, but it's also really scary. But I'm enjoying it. Well, like you said, it's crazy because in this country we have certain programmes like Love Island, Only Way is Essex, and they're massive in this country. They can't even walk down the street. But if they ever went on holiday with us to, let's say, I don't know, America or Canada or Australia, they wouldn't have a clue who these people are, but they'd know who we were. You know what I mean? Crazy, isn't it? The fan base and and the the love everyone gives to this show is just amazing. We're global, 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 (laughs) Summers. So that was online drag shows. I'm absolutely loving them. Let's talk RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. Oh, my God, season 12. Thank God that this is airing in these bloody horrible times. Oh. Not that World of Wonder could have known that it was airing at this time, but it is, so... Uh, it's my favourite. Well, um, since the show, God bless them, they haven't been able to work, have they? Or Because when we did our show, we could, do, we could do screening parties at the local bars. We could do all these shows. We were getting work the very second we were announced. Yeah. These poor buggers have had to stay indoors. And, and I've just been chatting to some of the queens off the show, like personal, um, like DMing and just having... Really... Yeah. So I'm, I'm really getting on. And she's become actually quite a really good friend, even though we haven't met. Um, Jackie Cox is just amazing. Oh, fab. Because she's got that 60s... She's got that 60s, 70s element that I love. No, yeah, I mean, very twiggy, fun. isn't she? Yeah. And Jackie O and Liz Taylor, I love all that. Yeah. Jan is just a, a sweetheart, an absolute darling. And, oh, um, Jan is so talented. I saw when we were at New York Drag Club, we went to, um, I can't remember the name of the bar, me, Cheryl and Blue, and we went to this bar. It was the night that Blue went missing. <laughs> um, but uh, we saw Jan performing, and I think that the word was kind of going around that she was on season 12, but it wasn't kind of official. It hadn't been announced, but I think she might have, like, slip it a couple of times. And you could never be nasty to Jan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if Jan ever pissed anyone off, you couldn't be nasty because it, it'd be like kicking a puppy because she's just so adorable. <laughs> the big question, do you think she was robbed this week on the Madonna Rusical? To tell the truth, I think absolutely every single one of them brought it this week that was bloody hard normally you get an episode and you get you know who's done really really bad you're you're like oh that is awful the uh, not one of them was bad not one and yes some are better than others and I feel I knew it was going to be out of Gigi and um Jan especially when Gigi did that backflip and she did embody Madonna with with the walk that iconic walk but yeah yeah, it was like tossing a coin for me personally and I think it's because people um expect Jan to be able to do that just by the click of her fingers because she's a performer and Gigi's more look since she's a she's a she's like a model so for Gigi to perform as well people are like She's the full package, but yeah, it was. I know what Jan means. She, she was. You could see the disappointment. I mean, I hate the word, and I've never used the term "robbed" before because I think it kind of takes away from the, the queen. Winner. Who, yeah, it takes away from the winner. And don't we know the word "robbed" has chased me around for a few months? <laughs> but, but I do think Jan deserved that so, so much. You know, she she hadn't had a win through the season so far, and I think you know. But it's, it's always a hard one because when you big yourself up for a challenge. 
you're kind of setting yourself up for a fail. I don't know. I just felt so, so sorry for Jan. And even when Rue said, you changed the world this week and, or something like that, and then you just saw her face just drop. I just wanted to give her a big hug. I think she should have won last week's challenge. And there I said it, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like someone saying to you, especially RuPaul, saying, you are amazing, you are brilliant, you are the best. Oh, my God, you absolutely knocked you out of the park. You're safe. Why am I bloody safe if you just told me I'm that good? If anything, do you know what? It's like when we did Snatch Game. I think it should have at least been a double win. What, for um, Jackie and Gigi? No, for Gigi and Jan. Because, yeah, Gigi did bring it. I'm not going to lie. Like, she, I love that look as well, that um, Papa Don't Preach look. And she did the walk and the... And she, she was doing all the acrobatics. And yeah. they couldn't do that, you know what I mean? They did it with us on our season. So... I don't think Jan has had a bad week on that show. She's no, actually... I completely agree. And I, I do agree. I think it should have been a double win. So we yeah. should be judges on Drag Race. <laughs> I will say this, and coming from me, you don't have to listen to me because I look like a sack of shite half the time. But I, <laughs> I did prefer Jan's look. I think Jan's look was very camp. That outfit was camp anyway, but she just dolled it up and made it drag. And, um, and I also loved um, uh, Ice Look and... Every looks amazing, the voodoo doll and... Um... Do you think that um, the judges' vision got kind of clouded by... Because I think Jan embodied Madonna more, but I think Gigi looked absolutely stunning. Like, she looked like she just stepped off a Paris catwalk, and I think that is what kind... You know when you see, you see someone and you gasp? Yeah. Jan didn't look gasp-worthy, but she looked so Madonna. She embodied her dance moves. She, you know, her singing was top-notch. But I think I think what swayed it was Gigi looking absolutely, you know, that top-notch and that polished and that stunning. And I think that's what got it for her. That's just down to the roles, because the role Jan got, that is what Madonna dresses like and looks like. She wears, yeah. like... She wears, like, leg... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, bracelets. And so it was just more pick of the draw, really, because Gigi had more... She did a um, a Madonna era where it was all platinum Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. So if you've got a big Marilyn Monroe wig on, you're just, yeah, you're going to look stunning. <laughs> if we could go back, say if we got brought back for an All-Stars or something like that, out of these three, who would you want it to be? Shirley Bassey, Tina Turner... Or Cher Lloyd by Cher Lloyd. Cher Lloyd by Cher Lloyd! <laughs> only, only, I'm only doing that if I'm the little the little ginger sister. <laughs> the one with the cockeye. But there's only three people in that video. So I would say, if I'm allowed to um, add a little bit... You can add whoever you want. Out of all of that, them three, I would say Tina Turner. Because Tina Turner, like Cher, like Madonna, as, you know what I mean, you've got the 50s and the 60s Tina when she was with Ike you've got um you know what I mean you've got the Thunder do you remember when she did the acting and stuff yeah you got simply the best Tina yeah you've you've got um later on in life when the when the attic is over you know what I mean and, yeah um, but I yeah you know, I think Dolly Parton would be amazing but um it, I, I don't think it'd be the musical because Dolly Parton has always stuck to that big blonde, big tit look, hasn't she? She hasn't. She's not like a chameleon like Madonna. So I would yeah. say just the night of a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Something like that. Everyone's a dolly. But um, yeah, you're just an icon. And I think if RuPaul's Drag Race is still on in I don't know ten years time, which I think it will be because it's just amazing, I think they will do a Gaga one. The Gaga musical would be iconic. Can you imagine? Yeah. She's already got so many. So you've got like Bad Romance. You've got um, 
born this way. You've got poker face. You've got star other, is born. Star is born. So I think a Gaga one would be absolutely just bloody incredible. I loved. Oh my god, I loved. Um, oh god, this is going to sound bad now. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the widow von Do. Oh. Welcome to my vampire. Yeah, that is such well, that is such an iconic Madonna look. I think if people do like Madonna for Halloween or something, it's always either that look, the music look, or the um, poem bra. So uh, yeah, I love that look. But just with the she's she's a brilliant dancer, uh, the widow von Josh, with that cane, and it's just and oh my god, let's talk about bloody Heidi. She was amazing. Heidi and- is my favourite thing to ever come off Drag Race. I'm going to say that now. I've said it before. <laughs> she is just, she comes on my lives when I, when I go on Instagram Live. She is the sweetest little dumpling. Like, mm. oh, my God. That, I don't think there's a bad bone in her body. No. I love how she sticks up for the other queens in Untucked. Yep. I love how she interacts with the judges. I love how she interacts with the other queens. She is just a diamond. I just absolutely lovely. Like you said, when a queen's feeling attacked or she's the first bitch to stand in and be like uh, leave her alone and she could be on her own she don't care she don't need backup when she sees something wrong she will she will say what's on her mind and say that is wrong and a story about a gunkle a gay uncle I, that was I oh a, my god so touching she's just kind and 100 for me miss congeniality i've said it oh 100 Right then, Miss Chips, I have been asking on Twitter. This is our little segment that we call. We're just going to name it now. Twitter questions or summers. So today's um, question is, what will be the first thing that you do after lockdown? So I'm just going to scroll through my Twitter here. Emma, Emma Jones, 81, says seeing her mum and dad, but then seeing... Bag of chips and the Vivian in July. Oh, isn't that nice? Oh, he's got very good taste. Very good taste. The amount of people saying eat McDonald's is like, I am dying for a McDonald's, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, I had someone message me called Yaz. Um, she's an NHS nurse. God bless I know, her. Yaz. Yeah, Yaz from Walthamstow, and she's an NHS nurse. And do you know what? They work so bloody hard. I mean, you know what I mean? She's working 20-hour shifts. And... Um, Coming to one of our shows, it just takes her mind off it. It's just like, oh, I, I, I don't have to... Somebody died today at work, but just to see Bagger and Vivian or, or any queen, um, you know what I mean? Because you know, they don't get time to enjoy themselves. And um, she, that's what she told me. She said, after lockdown... I'm coming to the Bag of Viv tour and hopefully you'll be having a little bevy after and I can come with you to that as well. And I'm like, <laughs> Yes, we love I'm, you. I'm buying her a drink for a change. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one thing that I'm going to do straight away is, you know, as soon as I get a week off, um, you know, obviously I've got many weeks off now, but as soon as I've got an actual week off, I'm about to work, I'm going to be going straight to Orlando, to Disney, to Universal, because theme parks are my favourite, favourite thing in the world. You know this. Yeah. Anywhere I go, it goes straight to a theme park. My favourite YouTube channel is Theme Park History. I'm just obsessed with, you know, the Jurassic Park rides or the Disney rides. I just love it. I think it's a place that we can all go and escape. And you get, it's just walking like walking onto a film set, isn't it? Just so magical. 
I, I yeah. love it. Like you, I absolutely adore theme parks. I love all the big rides. We we haven't we haven't been to one together yet. We need to do that. No, and we then... was well. We were supposed to be going to LA together, weren't we? But obviously no. now we can't because of Miss Corona. Um, so yeah, we would have gone to Universal. So we'll make a we'll make a mate date go. We'll, we'll, well do it. Don't worry. I haven't really been to many abroad, um, but I I love Fort Park. I love um, there's one that's by my neck of the woods called Drayton Manor. That's a good one. Oh um, yeah, and all yeah. the towers. Oh, and towers. And yeah, we've got yeah. I'd say they're the top three, but um, I think they're they're building one in London, aren't they? That I've heard a a, um, a Paramount one, I think. Oh my so, god, have you been watching Quiz on ITV? Oh my god, I blood, it's amazing, and what nostalgia! It's just brought me back to my childhood. Basically. Oh, it's so good. Do you remember on a Saturday night, yeah. and the whole family would be sat around? You could hear a pin drop in the room, waiting for someone to win a million, and then I kind of forgot about the coffin scandal until. We, me and David were flicking through the the TV, and I thought, "What's this quiz all about?" I was like, "That's that's I'm, that's um, he wants, he wants to be a millionaire." And then I realised what it was about, and was like, oh. "So I've gone into this rabbit hole on YouTube of watching the old show and watching when he was cheating, watching all um, interviews with Chris Tarrant. Oh, it's what a brilliant! It was only three parts, which was a yeah. shame, but it was so so good. It reminded yeah. me of like cleaning up." Yeah, oh, they need to win the awards. Um, that and the guy who played Chris Tarrant, Michael Sheen, he is so good in Quiz. Oh my God, he's Michael Sheen. I'm not going to lie, he's one of those actors. He can play anyone. He, he's just transformed. It was like seeing Chris Tarrant on the telly. He he just dedicates to the character. Absolutely amazing. Uh, but it's just how he, how he can train his look, his face. His, yeah, Chris Tarrant had those teeth, didn't he? Those, like, always smiling. And he's just like, who wants to be a millionaire? You know what I mean? I like, the wife looked exactly like the real one. Oh, and she was <laughs> yeah. the spitting image like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> I know. Well, apparently they sell uh, they sell jewelry now on a market in Devon. Because I, I, really, I, yeah, because obviously because of the TV show, the press are like, "What are they up to now?" You know. Yeah. What I mean? So, I bet um, they're fuming about it, aren't they? Because I bet they finally just got back to a kind of normal life, and yeah. then boom, it's all the dust's not settled. Well, back then, I think it was more of a, oh, you're a cheater, you're a cheater. And now I think, from what I was watching here, I, I think a lot of people are just like, oh, that's camp, fair play. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know I tell you what, they did a bloody good job of it. I know, exactly. I think it's all done with Jesse. If people walk past them and cough in the street, like, <laughs> well, you, wouldn't do, you wouldn't do that now with corona, you know what if, I mean? If, but... if Strepsils had any bloody brains about them, they'd get them in for an advert. They'd sell oh millions. Oh, my God. That is, <laughs> that is the best idea I've ever heard. I watched an amazing film as well on Netflix called Love, Marriage, Repeat. Have you seen it? Oh, no, I haven't seen that. It's great. Judy Dench does the uh, the voiceover for it, but she's swearing. She's saying twat, minge and fuck on her. So it's just so funny to hear her swear. But it's a great movie about, you know, when you go to a wedding and yeah. there's, there's table settings for where everyone should sit. It's, oh, a, yeah, yeah. it's like a theory as if to say, if you move to those table settings, how different the day could end up. Like, however many thousand different outcomes there could be to the day. She could fall out with her. She might punch him. His drink might get spiked. But then if you move it, then it wouldn't be his drink getting spiked. It would be someone else's drink. Do, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's, that sounds brilliant. I'm going to watch it's, that for oh, one. It's, it's so funny. And look, oh, my God, the girl out of quiz, you know, the Irish girl. Yeah. She's in it. She's one of the main characters. You'll love it. It's so good. Oh, my God. And I'm just a huge fan of Judy Dench. So oh, I, she's I, great. She's not actually in it, but she does the voiceover for it, but she's great. Oh, I could listen to her read the dictionary. I just think oh, she's got one of those voices, <laughs> isn't she? Proper British actress, like proper... 
from the theatre. So I just, yeah, anything with Judy Dench, I'm sold. Absolutely love it. She is oh. smashing. Oh, my God, I'm just looking at the time. How have we got this far in already? This is what our second podcast. Yeah, I don't want to go now. I'm having a ball, having a little gossip, a little catch-up. <laughs> I know. Well, I've got a good night planned. I'm on Celebrity Juice this evening. Obviously, if you listen to this now, it'll already have been on. And uh, <laughs> Vivian Takes Hollywood, episode two already. And okay. episode what? four of Viv and Bagger, Queens Like to Watch. Yay! <laughs> uh, on YouTube for Netflix, in it? The Queens Who Like to Watch. Uh, yes, and I can smell a second series. Oh, yeah. The reaction has just been overwhelming. Everyone loves it. It's been, uh, yeah, overwhelming and lovely. And what are you doing in um? T- what are you doing in episode two for um, Vivian takes on Hollywood? I don't know because I haven't seen the episodes yet. I'm not sure. Oh. If it's the, I'm not sure if it's the dancing lessons this evening or the acting lessons. But loads of stuff. Loads of stuff to look forward to. So I'm going to leave you all with our final thought this evening. And then, Bagger, if you want to add to this final thought, I just want to say that if anyone's listening, these horrible times, if they've taught us anything, I think we should take this away from it. Do everything you want to do now. If you've got any ideas, if you've got any business ventures that you're thinking about doing, if you, you know, even if you want to start something small, even if you want to start a TikTok account, just do it because I think, you know, we don't know what's coming up in this world. We've just been struck with a virus that has brought the world to a standstill. Seize every opportunity and don't regret anything. Oh, that's lovely, Vivian. I agree with you 100%. And yeah, um, guys, just stay safe. Stay indoors until you're allowed out. Listen to the rules and it will all be worth it when we're all allowed out. And don't forget, you got to wash that corona right off of your hands. Wash that corona <laughs> off your hands. Wash that corona off of your hands and send it on its way. So wash, wash your bloody hands. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Bagger and Vivian Fancy a Brew. Yay! We'll see you next time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and of course, comment. And we'll see you next week. Cheerah, loves! Bye!